What up, y'all? Welcome to Queer Walk the Podcast. This is Money, your highly eligible creator. (laughs) And this is Nikita, and I am your same old queer just in the new year. That was cute! You ain't tell me it was about to... Oh, okay. I see what this is. You know, I just had to flex on you a little bit. Love your chocolate demeanor and your cocoa kisses. I see your glow from a distance. Your vibe inside my submission. I give you all of me. Wanna make you proud of me. We see the God in all you do. Your light is harmony. Every type, darkest night, brightest light, I'm loving your soul They hate you, replace you, take you, but know that you go Worldwide from every continent, I just want you to jig a little bit Move them hips, feel that bliss, hug your sister, make a fist Don't resist your temptation, you amazing, no limitation My favorite in this matrix, we move by your vibration And that's love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love, I hope you hear that on the daily Cause baby you love I hope you hear that on the daily cause baby you love, you love So Money, where can people find us? Alright, so no, We gotta say Happy New Year or something we Yeah, can't. we can't just, yeah Yeah What, how do we, uh, New Year, same queers? Yeah Yes, so happy 2018 to everyone Happy 2018 We made it We made it Then It was looking rough there It was you know, extremely rough Everything was stacked against us, but we Somehow, <laughs> we prevailed. Yes. We overcame. We did. Um, and for those of us who didn't make it into this year. Yeah, that's real. We, we pour some out for you. Pour some out, indeed. Yeah. And damn, I didn't mean to take it dark, but I just got like really but sad that's, thinking but about that's, that. But you know, that's the reality. Um, so, Ashe, to all the mm-hmm. folks we lost in 2017. And, you know, we'll keep on keeping on. Keep up the fight. And, you know, going on for them and for ourselves. This is true. Yes. It, this is so random, but Coco, the movie. The wow. Disney, yeah. Okay. It's really cute. No, I heard, I heard good things about it. I was just thinking, as long as somebody on earth still remembers you, you don't really die. Okay. So, you know, that's why we say their names. Touche. Ashe. So. Oh, okay. I see. I like what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, we're... Folks can find us. Yes, please tell First us. First of all, I just want to say hey to all the new people. You know, we like suddenly got a bunch of new followers. Yeah. And we just want to thank everybody who found us over the holiday break. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, my thought was people were at home and were like, I'm too gay for this shit. And just started looking for people something. People just typed in <laughs> queer and Kwanzaa and they were like, bam. <laughs> so thank you to everybody. Hey, welcome. Um, and stick and, around. And if you are looking and somehow found us and are listening to this, you can follow us on Twitter at Queer Walk Pod, on Instagram at Queer Walk Pod, where it all started, on Tumblr at QueerWalk.com, or you can hit us up in the Gmail, the inbox, at QueerWalkPod at gmail.com. And don't be afraid, y'all, because sometimes I think that I don't know. Y'all think that y'all just have to drop, like, a phrase or one word. You can write us a little something in there to, like, give it more context. I don't know. Is that, yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. Like, just give us some more context. Don't be afraid to bear your soul. Yeah, just talk to us and tell us. Because it's different if we get a email that says, 
talk about sexual orientation than like, hey, money and Nikita, I was in this class and this professor right. was being, you know, like it's just different. Like we, I feel like we can we can really give you a response if you just put a little bit more like context to it. Yeah, so. the context is important because like. When you just say, oh, we want to talk about sexual orientation, I mean, that can go in a million different ways. You know, it's very vague. And, um, yeah, just try to to be as, you know, we don't want to pigeonhole anybody, but just try to be a little more specific. Yeah, the context. And if you want to be um, anonymous, you know, we can do that. (laughs) We can just say a listener wrote in. But just give us, like, a little more context so we know specifically what y'all trying to have us talk about. But. And anytime, uh, like uh, Money was saying, you know, we love to hear from y'all. But just drop us a quick line and let us know if um, when we read something that you share with us, whether you want to be identified with your username or if you would prefer to remain anonymous. But mm-hmm. whether you're anonymous or whether you're named, we definitely want to hear from you with yes. context. Yeah. Because, um... I don't think we said this when we were talking about like our intentions for this year for Queer Walk, but uh, Bag Ladies said this on their last episode of the year that they wanted more listener engagement. Oh, definitely. Like, Bitch, we should have said that. But yes. <laughs> it's not a competition. It's not too no. late. <laughs> no, but you know. I think th- that's what's great about having like a podcast community. It's because I was I was just about another. to say, you know, we're but really yeah. serious and committed to um, being a community. And as much as I love money, we can't just be a community with just us two. So we definitely want to hear from <laughs> you all. <laughs> two people do not a community make. So well, it depends on the. It's neither here nor there. Let's keep going. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. So oh, just wh- I'm I'm sorry to cut you off. Just one other thing. Uh, one of the ways that you all can continue to also engage with us is uh, Money mentioned our Twitter, but we definitely want y'all to keep using the hashtag. Thank you. So hashtag queer uh, W-O-C. Right. And so whenever you're listening, um, feel free to tweet using the hashtag. Mm-hmm. Or if you see an amazing badass uh, queer woman of color doing something, again, use the hashtag queer W-O-C so we can find out and learn yeah. more about what other amazing badass queer women of color are doing. Yes. That way, you know, we have more. Uh, so you want to tell folks how they could donate to us? But first, we got to tell them where they can listen after they hear. So once they hear how wonderful <laughs> okay. it is, then they'll give us the money. All right. We are every platform. <laughs> okay, well, it looks like one of us is still on vacation mode, and only one of us has come ready to work. So here's where you can uh, concretely listen to us, or specifically. So um, you can listen to us on Stitcher, on Google Play, on SoundCloud.com, or in Apple uh, Podcasts. And wherever else you listen to uh, podcasts. Right. And uh, we are constantly trying to improve the audio on here. Um, We were fumbling around right before we started recording. And so part of the way that you can help us improve that audio is to donate so that we can get another mic. And I'm so good. I'm loud as shit. And Nikita is quiet. And I'm tired of going in and amplifying her segment. (laughs) Wow. <laughs> I'm joking, but not really. Anyway, <laughs> here's where you can donate to uh, help us get a better mic. And I officially do not want to share a mic <laughs> with money anymore. So I really urge you to donate. And here's where you can do that. So you can go to paypal.me slash queerwalk and donate. That's a one-time donation. Or you can become a sustainer or a patron, so that will be a monthly contribution. And you can go to patreon.com, so that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N 
dot com slash QueerWalkPod. And another way that you can um, donate is to write a review or give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to uh, podcasts, but especially on um, Apple Podcasts because when folks see, you know, those reviews and those um, numbers, that really helps our podcast grow. So again, write us a review or go to PayPal or become a patron at our uh, Patreon. So, yeah. want to get into the Queer Walk of the Week? Sure. Um, so, this week's Queer Walk of the Week is Joyda Mondo. And I hope I pronounced that right. I'm going to put it in the description. Y'all let me, y'all drag me if I didn't pronounce it right. Well, but, um, money is the far more cultured one because I was calling her Joyda. Well, it could I, be, but... I ain't never been nowhere. <laughs> I've... I've known other people with that name and they've pronounced it Joyda. Because you've traveled and you're cultured. Um, so Joyda is Queer Walk of the Week this week because she became the first trans judge of India. And she was appointed in um, West Bengal. And she's only 29. So that just made me feel like, what am I doing with my life? Damn, I just turned 29 over the break. And you ain't nobody's judge. Okay, thank Not you that- for <laughs> that <laughs> reminder. <laughs> Anyway, I love you. Anyway. More more about Jorda, please. Yeah. Her story is one that sadly is like really common for trans women of color across the world. Uh, and so uh, I was reading a little bit about her on um, India Today. And um, she was talking about like not not even feel it not feeling real that she's being sworn in as a judge almost 10 years to the date that she left home and had to sleep on um a bench at a bus station because hotels wouldn't allow her to stay there because she was trans oh my god um and actually i should i should say that like trans is sort of the us context sure. of what we understand her to be but she identifies as hedra which is the third gender in india um and so I, I think that like loosely trans translates to trans right. here because that's the way we understand non-binary genders right. here. But um, I think I think it's like an acceptable thing there that there is a third gender. And right, so right, right. I, if trans is not the word that, you know. But she does talk a lot about LGBT rights broadly and even started her own foundation while she was homeless. Oh my God. While she, I'm telling you like... You, there is no stopping Damn. queer women of color. Right. They just be like, fuck it, I'll do it myself. Right. That makes me think about uh, Jennifer Lewis when she was like, ah, motherfuck racist. <laughs> Jordan was just yeah. like, not to diminish, right, right. you know, how, you know, difficult it is um to be trans, but it's just right. like, Jordan was like, fuck it. <laughs> ain't no, ain't no motherfucking uh, gender binary gonna right. keep me from doing right. the goddamn thing, so. <laughs> Housing, who needs it? So, right. <laughs> Everybody yeah. does have a she, right to everybody housing. Everybody does. Just. But she said fuck it. And while being homeless, um, founded her own organization to help LGBT folks in India. Um, in Northeast India. So I just think that that's amazing. And the way that she got elected was so grassroots also. She was just like, I'm trying to make history. You want to do it with me? Basically was her like Damn. campaign. It was like, you want to make history or not? So... <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Just amazing. So shout out to Joyda. Um hashtag Team Joyda is J O Y I T A 
on um, all the social media platforms uh, and you will see more about her and more about her story and her historic victory of becoming the first trans judge in India. So, And I think that um, I should also say that this is important because um, at least since I've been aware of like political happenings in India, so this is since I, I did an internship in India in undergrad. And Culture. So that, <laughs> no, but it just made me... It really made me more aware of how things happen transnationally. Like, things that happen in the U.S. impact things that happen, you know? Sure. So, we've seen, like, a a conservative... That even sounds like a horrible word to use. We really have seen, like, a a bigoted and a hatred um, shift in the United States. So, too, has India. And a lot of other places also. So, they went from um, legalizing same-sex marriage to, like, criminalizing it again. From getting rid of, like, sodomy laws that were really homophobic to reinstating them. So, this is, like, it's amazing. So, um, before the new year came, we were talking about, like, all the trans people who got elected to offices in this country before, like, in this wave of conservatism. And so, it's amazing to see, like, similar things are also happening in India. Because, you know, like... We different, but we the same. So, Cupox like, <laughs> in this country are going through shit, and Cupox in other countries feel it and face it in the same way. And so, it's amazing to me to see that people are deciding to take the system into their own hands. Right, so. right, right. Um, where is this quote? Well, it doesn't matter what they were talking about, but they, they made the point that where it's like a basic, like kind of law. Of, like, humans, where anywhere there's oppression, there's always going to be some kind of response, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. to um, oppression. That's kind of, like, you know, the way we talk about, like, the laws of gravity. It's, like, the way we can talk about the law of society. So, like, that's, I think that's amazing that, like you just said, all across the world, people Mm -hmm. are just, like, you know, they're they're going to rise up and respond and, like, fight back against oppression. So, that's fantastic. Yeah. All right, Nikita, so you want to give us the community contributors of the week? Yes, I do. So, uh, first of all, um, so we do have a new patron, and our new patron is Bailey Nettles. That is such a cute... whole name, though, Nikita? No. It's it's such a cute (laughs) name. Okay. Bailey. Yes. Thanks, Bailey. Again... I'm I'm sure Bailey is an amazing person, and I think you want to be like Bailey and become a patron. <laughs> so do that. Oh, um, can I put like a also or like an asterisk in here with yeah. the patrons? Um, if you don't put your uh, address on Patreon when you sign up, we can't send the stickers. And also, we are trying to get the big stickers. You know, for, the, that you can, like, emblazon across your laptop. Yeah. Those. Um, what did we call that, that tier? The Lord? That was the top yeah. tier, right? Yeah. So we're trying to get those still. They are still um, TBD. So they're coming soon. Yeah. As an old gospel song says, soon and very Ooh, soon. Please don't start the year like that. Anyway, and so we also have some folks who den- donated on PayPal. So thank you so much to and shout out to Khadijah and Melissa for contributing on our PayPal. Uh, we again, we always appreciate um, money. I mean, in not terms, just me. I meant the <laughs> the currency, not this, not the ridiculous co-host next to me. <laughs> what? I'm kidding. It's love. And um, since our last episode, we also have some reviews 
that I'm going to yes, read? Yes, because we had those gear and goals. Did we hit it? So, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you said so, unfortunately. <laughs> our goal was 40. Mm-hmm. And right now, we're at 33. Oh, my God. But that is so amazing it's very, for us. Yeah, that's, it's great. Very close. And so, for you listening right now, go ahead and push us over to that. 40, I feel like I'm about yeah. to be like a preacher and be like, God said. <laughs> okay, we did a whole ass segment on spirituality and religion. The Orisha said. <laughs> That's <laughs> not what I meant. What I meant was... It's you, Eric wants you to do this right now. Let me stop. Okay. You ain't say nothing about being a Baptist preacher on that episode. We, I'm okay. a multifaceted person. Sure. Anyway, so I want to get to these um, reviews. So the first one is from somebody I've known for <laughs> basically... Uh, it feels like my whole life. Uh, uh, my best friend growing up as Diedrich. Excuse me. Deeds Weaves. <laughs> and so Deeds Weaves says, subscribe now in yes. our motherfucking caps. Hey, Diedrich. And so Diedrich says, this program is so beautiful. Why did he call it a program, too? Because is that like a thing? That we're you- like that. We're basically the same person. Were y'all like four years old and agreed to call everything a this program? This program is so beautiful. Listening feels like sitting in a living room um, room among friends. If your friends are dispensing mental health tips and demystifying leftist jargon with an erudite twist and Marxist bent. What friends you got doing that? Ain't nobody doing that. <laughs> I feel like you were like the hype woman. I feel hype. <laughs> I feel so smart after this week is brought to you by... I love Nikita's quest to sing the perfect intro to the mental moment and Money's displeasure in the singing in general. (laughs) The camaraderie between Money and Nikita is palpable and lovely. Ain't nobody else got reviewers using the word palpable. palpable. We the only podcast with palpable (laughs) in a review. And it's because... You and Dietrich are friends. Anyway, we're not done with the review. What does that even mean? Uh, You mean you can feel it. It's like acute, visceral. This podcast is so valuable and has helped me through some rough days. The Curve Chronicles highlight just how hard the search for queer, radical community can be. Through all the laughter and vulnerability, y'all are giving me hope and schooling me on so much. That was beautiful. That was amazing. Yeah. That shout out to Diedrich. I mean, why we need letters when we got reviews like that? Palpable, <laughs> nigga. Palpable. <laughs> I still don't know what that means, but it's amazing. Oh. So that was super sweet. Thank you, Deeds. And so the next is from Marimar twelve oh five, and the title of the review was "It was meant to be heart." Why do you always do that with emojis? (laughs) Because the listeners cannot see the emoji money. I'm trying to set the stage. (laughs) I want to give them the full experience experience of our reviews. Got it. Stumbled upon the pod after reading some lists, not sure which one, and I enjoyed the first few eps I heard, episodes. The most recent one shouts out the Rio Grande Valley and the Queer Walk of the Week is a very important organizer in our community and friend of mine. So now I'm hooked. Can't wait to hear more eps as in episodes. You know, we always be out here trying to highlight, because 
we be overlooked so much of the shit that queer walks do all the time. Exactly. And so queer walk of the week is a very. I'm glad that that's what brought you to Me this too. space. Right, right. Because that's what that's what that like. I mean, it's to highlight the yeah. work that people are doing, but it's also to like draw people in mm-hmm. so people can continue engaging with this yeah. community. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, uh, the next review is from Helena the Great, and it's titled "Love It." And it's short and to, short and sweet and to the point. Love this podcast. That's it. You ain't yeah. gotta say no nothing else. You just love it. I wanted to add, I did not want this episode to go past without shouting out Podcasts in Color and Barry. Yes. And for like, I don't know, every every ounce of wisdom that she's just dropped yeah, like, on indeed. Twitter that has helped us create this space and make it better. But she also listed us on the top LGBT podcasts for 2017, which this time last year, I was looking at those lists on her website, like, damn. Damn. Yeah, exactly. Like, how do I get there? Like, how do we, how do we make Queer Walk, not only, um, not only like for the accolade, but make Queer Walk a different space than the queer podcasts that are also out right, there. Right, right, right. You know, I'm like, oh, so what do we do different, basically? Trying to find like exactly our lane. And we made that list this year. Yeah, I'm, I, was, <laughs> I was like pleased as punch what? when I saw that. Yeah, and then like the company that we're into, I was Truly. like, what? Safe Word Society is like a professional podcast, bitch. Like, I don't think they curse. <laughs> so they're professional. They're professional. Meanwhile, we sitting in your motherfucking living room right now. <laughs> ah! And Dear Queer, uh, so I recently found out about Dear Queer, and I love that podcast. They just, um, you know, read letters from people who have questions about queerness, and that's amazing. Here for it is hilarious, and so they're also on the list. So yeah, I, that just made me feel great, like to be listed alongside indeed podcasts that you look up indeed. to. Like wow. And we also made T with Queen and Jay's top ten. Top ten, yeah. <laughs> Which is like, bitch, what? <laughs> <laughs> it, it just all, all of this whole year, as far as podcasting, has felt surreal because it's like these are podcasts that I look up to, right? And they're telling me you have something, go with it. Like right. you know, like no, we like your content, we like what you're doing. It just makes me feel so incredible. And Truly. we also made the third list we made of 2017. Oh, shit. Three? Yes, bitch. You ain't looking. You don't look at our pages, do you? I do. My mind is just short. Come on now. Tell us the third one. Inner Hope Uprising. Oh, shit. Yeah, 10. I remember that. You, you better have The fame is already going to my head. <laughs> it really is. She over here like, of course, we made every list. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> But yeah, so thank you so much to the hoes. We love y'all. We wish we could make your live show, but you know. We're there in spirit. Despite what everybody thinks, I actually live in Syracuse. This is true. <laughs> and it's, um, it's like a four and a half, five hour drive. So yeah. I mean, I just want to say that. Um, so I think, yes, definitely thank uh, folks, uh, T with Queen and Jay, Barry from Pods and Color, and the hoes from Inner Ho Uprising uh, for including us. On those lists, but just shout out to you because this is your baby and this is your brainchild. And I'll never forget the first time that we recorded and I sat here and you pulled up your little nerdy Google Drive with your little mental moment. I can't. Notes. 
You but put me out there. I'm not putting. I mean, yes, you're a nerd, but like when I saw that your typed up notes that had outlined in Roman <laughs> numerals and bullet points, I was like, like Montanique really takes this shit seriously. It's, and it's like you, like you really dedicate. You know, so you've really dedicated so much of your time, your energy, your labor, and your heart into this show, and it shows. So shout out to you too. And shout out to you for coming Stop. on and being my official co-host. Yeah, you know. You have, I feel like I was running out of steam with Queer Walk. Like, I, I was like, I got about two more episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think it speaks to not only our friendship, but to how much you have to offer everything. Like, new segments and all that shit. So I appreciate that. You're amazing. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Because I know, you know, labor organizing never stops. Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. So shout out to us. I know. And bad bitches. Mm. Okay. You done? How we shout ourselves out in the community contributors? <laughs> because we contribute to this shit. <laughs> so now let's move on to my favorite segment, the mental moment with money. It's the mental moment with money. That's the one you sticking with? Yeah. That's kind of disappointing. You want me to uh, you want me to freestyle? I thought you You want me to go black thought on this? <laughs> 10 black, minute freestyle? Black thought. Black oh, thought. <laughs> wow, you just came from my country accent, okay? I'm sorry. Just um, go on with your little raggedy mental moment now. <laughs> you know you love it. Okay, y'all. So, for the mental moment today, I, um, I want to, okay, let's unpack this conversation about like the stigma around mental But let's just let the record show that she's got her Google Drive up and it's just so cute. Um, so January is actually Mental Wellness Month. As I was thinking about that, like, okay, how do you start the year off on a good note? Um, I think I told y'all that I'm a family therapist, a marriage and family therapist. And so what I do, everything I do is relational. And I was noticing that the last few mental moments that I've done have been really like internal. So like about yourself, but we all about building community here. So I actually wanted to talk to y'all today about how to talk to your people about going to see a therapist. Cause we know some of us need it. Mm-hmm. There is still a lot of like hesitation, misconceptions, stigma, everything around like actually going to see a mental health professional or a mental health provider. Stop reading my notes and interact with me here, Nikita. I'm letting you introduce the segment. You, you are did the listeners reading. just <laughs> hear that vicious smack? My arm is out of socket right now as we speak. Okay. Jeez. Um, so have you ever felt like you needed to talk to someone about seeing a therapist? Oh, yes, girl. <laughs> like, like gently suggest that they go. Oh yeah, I I did that. I did that in December, actually. Really? Yeah. Oh well, I should have did this back then, because then maybe it would have been a little bit easier for you. I think I nailed it. <laughs> Not if you you do it the way you told me. Bitch, <laughs> you need a therapist. Oh. Okay. Anyway, that was not how I did that. <laughs> Thanks, Nikita. Um. So I have. Uh. Actually, I really like what are they called? Mnemonic devices. Yeah. To help folks. So this one that I made up for talking to someone about suggesting that they might go see a mental health professional is LEAP. So 
It's so cute. L-E-A-P. The L is for listen. And so the first thing you should do is listen to the problem. So a lot of times, I think this is why the stigma continues, or this is actually part of why it continues, is that somebody will be going through something and somebody will just be like, ooh, girl, you need to go see somebody about that. Right. And and that just makes it kind of the way people talk about like self-care. Like you need to take yourself away, go deal with your shit, and then come back when you're okay. And so that paints therapy as this like pathology thing, like this sick, sick thing that you go do when you're not okay. Um, but that's not, that's not necessarily always it. Like you, it's mental health. You shouldn't only go when you're having a breakdown. You should, you should it's kind of like a checkup. You should just go and make sure everything's okay. If you are right, you probably, depending on your, um, insurance, you probably have five free sessions anyway, or at least partially paid sessions. Just go check it out. Um, but when we, when we tell somebody when they're having a problem, like, ooh, girl, ooh, you need to go talk to somebody, that that, again, paints it as a negative when, when it shouldn't be. So really listen to them. And I've given you some advice on how to listen because people are like, oh, oh, how do I do it differently? That is helpful. Ask them to get specific because when this is this is just my belief, but when you talk specifically about what's going on, that makes it solvable. So if I'm just sitting here saying I'm depressed. I'm depressed. I'm really depressed. That feels like all-consuming. Right. Like, it's just this big, huge-ass blanket. I don't know where it starts or ends. It's it's just clouding everything. But if you're listening to me and say, like, what do you mean? Like, tell me, tell me how you feel depressed. Or, like, when do you feel most depressed? Or, like, right. and I have to get specific about what I'm feeling. That makes it feel, like, more solvable like oh okay so you know mr rogers said if it's mentionable it's manageable that too okay <laughs> yeah but really that's mm, that's a good one i might have i won't and you love rogers. alliteration i do hmm but that yeah so basically that's the gist of it and then listen to what they're saying are parts missing like their emotions like are they just Fact by fact, telling you what's going on in the problem, and you like, bitch, you sound like a robot. Like I would be, <laughs> I would be collapsed if this was happening to me. Or shouldn't you be laughing? Or shouldn't you be crying? Like, yeah. look for those kind of things because the imbalance in those often speak to uh, like ways that we shut ourselves down yeah. to just keep functioning through some shit that we really need help dealing with. Right. Um, so if you notice that you're feeling an emotional thing as your friend is describing or your loved one or your partner, your bae, whatever, is describing something, that might be a hint that they're shutting that off in order to function through it. And then get them to fill in like those missing parts. Like ask them what they would label that feeling. Like, I feel sad about that shit. Or uh, I saw this meme going around over the break. Um, and it said, that's fucked up. Me trying to console somebody. <laughs> <laughs> And so, and so, um, ask them what they would call it. If they'd be like, that's fucked up. How do you feel about it? And then see if they can fill that in. How severe is the problem? Really Mm. listen for that because don't, don't do EAP that I'm going to give you if you're worried about their well-being. Like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Call someone. Um, because we lose too many people prematurely to like what I think are like preventable death type situations. So 
Sadly, it really sucks that most of the time we have to call 911 for emergency um, mental health services. But in certain cities, they are they do have emergency mental health that you don't have to go through 911 with. Right. And so I would suggest those if you're immediately worried about their well-being. If you think they're going to be all right, then rock with it. Something else. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just going to say for, I mean, for people who, because someone might be like, oh, well, why isn't that a good idea? To call 911 or what's the problem with 911? I feel like the what we're trying to say and what, I mean, quite honestly, what we've seen um, in, you know, in these horrific um, police killings is right. that the police are actually not trained not mental trained. health right. professionals. So um, even though, like, so if some if it's not like a grave danger, the reason why I think money you can correct me if I'm wrong is mm-hmm. suggesting um, to not call nine one one is because like like I was saying we've seen you know police police like shoot you yeah. know kill or maim people because that's just not what they're yeah. that's not their role they're in society trained, they're trained to de-escalate not to um, like assess like, or provide any or kind provide, of care right. Um, and so even if you call an ambulance, like EMT workers are trained for our physical health, not for our mental health. Mm. And so a lot of them often don't know what to do if somebody is having like a panic attack or um, a psychotic break and it ends up being really violent when it doesn't have to. Um, and so one thing I was thinking, so before you said that, I was about to talk about I should have looked this up. But there's a group in Chicago. I think I had told you about them. And they are basically organizing first responders for mental health. Yeah. Yes, this group of black women. I'm sure some of them are queer. Um, (laughs) I'm just saying. um, Who are organizing, like, first responders for mental health. And you can get this going in your friend group. Like, it doesn't take something big. It just takes one person to change the world, y'all. Like, if you're worried about a friend and... um, like, I'm just going to say, like, if you're worried that a friend might take their own life or commit suicide, um, have, like, a network of friends that can, like, call or check in every hour, every two hours. Um, I think I made this a mental moment last year sometime, but our dear friend, Dr. Sherry Williams, uh, wrote about squad care. Mm. Um, and that's real, y'all. <laughs> like, if somebody in your friend group... Is slipping and y'all are concerned about them. We just, I mean, we do this all the right. time here. Like, hey, I seen so and so, they don't look good, or I haven't heard I from so. We just had a text thread today yeah. going like, I didn't, I haven't heard from so and so. Everybody needs to check in. That's that's also a way that you can, because sometimes it's just like that immediate thing, right? That people feel like this is not going to get better. I'm just going to end it. And within twelve a twelve hour window, like you can actually de escalate and calm that down. Right. That was the L. So I got <laughs> I gotta go through EAP. <laughs> okay, so E is just explore the problem, which is kind of what I've been talking about here. Um, is this the first time they've ever talked to anybody about this? Um, is this the only problem that they're having at the moment? Are they having others? Are other things like causing stress in their lives? Um, what have they thought about doing to solve this problem? A lot of times, like Somebody will be talking about, like, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job. So after you've listened and asked them to get specific about it, explore it. Like, what kind of things have they thought about doing to solve it? They might mention therapy on their own. Like, Mm. well, I thought about talking to a therapist. Right. And there you go, girl. Like, (laughs) just, um, um, so how, how do they need, need you as their friend, loved one, boo, bae, whatever, to support them through this? Um, how do they think they want to be helped? Because, 
Let me tell you something about unsolicited advice. It's never accepted. <laughs> it does. So there was actually, I was reading this article. You're going to make fun of me. I was reading this article in Psychology Today. And it was talking about the reason why um, unsolicited advice is not accepted is because it sort of triggers this like rebellion thing that mm-hmm. we have towards like rules and oh, mandates. So people tend to take advice when they ask for it, not when you just give it. Right. So, <laughs> so exploring the problem and asking them what they want you to do to help. And then the A in LEAP is ask if they want your input. Right there, unsolicited advice. So some ways that I do this is like, well, I was thinking about it this way and then see if like they are receptive to that or just straight out ask like, do you want to hear what I'm thinking? That's a good way. And then you just get in there with the P. Share a personal experience. So P is for personal experience with therapy and or resources on why you think therapy would help. So maybe you don't have a personal experience with therapy. Maybe you've never been, but you listen to Black Girl in Ohm or you listen to um, Therapy for Black Girls or the Black Therapist podcast or all these. There's a lot of mental health black women podcasts. Therapy for Black Girls, all of those. And so that's your exposure and be like, oh, well, you know. I was kind of thinking about therapy because I listened to this podcast, right. you know, and that can be the resource that you share. But if you do have a personal experience and have like a shady ass therapist that I do, <laughs> who is an amazing therapist and you want to tell your friends about that, like do that. Be like, hey, so um, what I was thinking is that I had, you know, this amazing therapist who kind of read me and dragged me for filth. For but filth. I- <laughs> I needed it, you know, and um, it was a good experience for me. And ask them if they want you to help them in that process. Yep, like, yep. You, want, you want me to look for therapists or yep. figure out, like, we got the same insurance. I can tell you who's in that yeah, one, all that stuff. I've definitely done that. So, yeah. So, I guess just to summarize that, leap. <laughs> uh, to suggest your friends seek therapy, just leap. Listen, explore the problem. Ask if they want your input and share a personal experience or resources. That was fantastic. And I just want to say that I think I followed this like to a T when I did this with somebody in December. Really? Yeah. Because you're very like. (laughs) To the point. Yes. There we go. No, I was like as the person was talking to me, Mm -hmm. I know that that's the way that I am. So I feel like I was act like I was actively Mm -hmm. listening um, explored the problem. Did I? I think I might have been a little shaky. No, on the A, I was like, oh, this is what I said. I was like, you can tell me, like, to stop talking about this. Oh, yes. Or, you like, do that you can tell me if this is not okay. But I was like, this is, well, maybe I, maybe it was a little unsolicited. No, no, because you do that a lot. It's, it's almost like you get consent to talk to people because you're like, tell me if you want to hear this or not. That's, and, that's and what I like, did. Yes, that's that's exactly A. I, I was, yeah, I did this. Mm-hmm. I feel and good. You know what's funny is that when I was trying to sum it up into like four points to make it short, even though it's not, <laughs> um, I was like, oh, Nick, like Nikita does a like rundown. You do. Like when I'm telling you problems, you sit there and really listen to me. I do, yeah. Even if it's ridiculous. It's never ridiculous. Nikita, I have some problems that I ain't trying to do. 
They're not. <laughs> and usually I just tweet about those. And then you drag me for it later. I'm about to say, either I call you or I text you. Like, within 12 to 24 hours, be like, what the fuck are you doing on Twitter? Yeah. So, yep. That's my mental moment. I just I just think that this is so great because it's like, how many times... Uh, well, obviously, I've, like, I've done this phenomenally. So, for the other people who have yet... <laughs> I'm kidding but like you know that someone's having a problem and you right. just feel like really powerless so I feel like this right. is like this is like a really empowering and like mm-hmm. helpful tool so yeah. thank you I really 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 appreciate this mm-hmm. and I think a lot of other people um, will appreciate this as well Yeah. so thank you no problem alright so moving right along to our next segment which is this episode is brought to you by Demisexual. Wait, that's inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So, um, we had a listener ask us to talk about Demisexual. Yeah, so yeah. I was actually going to say, like, shout out to that person mm-hmm. because actually through, through them asking us, like, we actually had to do some research mm-hmm. uh, because we weren't familiar um, with the term. Um, demisexual. So, demisexual. Um, it was um, it was a term uh, coined by the Asexual Visibility and Education um, Network. So, A V E N. And so, the if you're so Montanique always says that she's a list hoe, and I feel like I'm an etymology hoe. <laughs> Oh that sounds ridiculous. It's, no. um, so the ter- so that's so boring. That's like the boringest. Sex I feel like ever. etymology and hoe are just two different. Yeah, like, I feel like I'd be like an etymology harlot. Yeah. That that's more appropriate. <laughs> but anyway, um, so the demi um, is not because someone's um, demi Lovato fan. Please stop. <laughs> the demi demi refers to like halfway. halfway. Right. So the term demisexual um, is, and I'm getting a lot of this from the A V E N, and I want to make sure that you know we're doing it justice. So I we'll went, put it in the description. I went to, yeah, we too. went to the source. Um, but the demi refers to, like we said, being halfway between uh, sexual and asexual, and so uh, it specifically um, means that um, well, the root demi uh, signifies yeah, the halfway. But it means that in, you have to have some kind of, or the person usually has, um, it's difficult to have some kind of attraction if there's not some type of, like, deep emotional, emotional connection. Mm-hmm. And it's also import, important to point out uh, that it's not gender specific. Um, so, yeah, it just means that there has to be some uh, some type of um, emotional connection to another person. And that mean, that could either be in the, in the romantic um, sense or in, like, a really deep friendship um, sort of way. And going back to the fact that it doesn't have to be gender-specific. Um, so there's some uh, demis that will identify as demi, like, heterosexual. So meaning mm-hmm. that, that, that that would yeah. be gender specific or you or is that that's not gender that's yeah so that makes sense to me i was thinking about it as like um demi describes how the sexual attraction happens and, and not who, who the sexual yes. attraction is yeah. to come through come so. through <laughs> like um so demi hetero would be like you only experience 
um, heterosexual attraction. So to someone who's not the same gender as exactly, you. Exactly. But only if there's an extreme emotional connection. Right, right. You don't see somebody from across the room and be like, they can get it. Like me. Okay. <laughs> we'll do a whole separate episode on you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> getting the cookie. Okay, please. That's not, that has nothing to do with demisexual right now. And it's on the asexual spectrum. And uh, just something that uh, was in the in the pages that I've seen where people define um, demisexual, people really make it a point uh, to say that the term absolutely does not mean that somebody has an incomplete or like a half sexuality. Because mm-hmm. again, going back to demi, so because um, we don't want to pa- be pathologizing anybody's um, identity or orientation or anything like that. And so, it doesn't necessarily have to be gender specific, and it means that you know that the person. Uh, usually has a deep, you know, emotional connection um, to someone in order for them to have their, an attraction to them. Mm-hmm. And uh, so y'all know I love Tumblr. It's where Queer Walk started. And I found, like, this anecdote um, on a, a Demi blog, basically. And the how, some, how this person described it is when they were younger, all of their friends started getting crushes on, on people that they didn't even know, right? And they were like, I don't understand how people can do that. How do you know if you like somebody if you've never had a conversation with them? How do you know somebody is special just by how they look? And so Mm. that's what their experience of demisexuality was. It's like Tinder won't work because I'm just looking at you. And I don't don't know anything about you. I can't get the vibe. So, um, again, I think that this was a new term um, for us. So shout out to the listener. And thank you for trusting us because when they wrote in, I was like, Neither one of us identifies right. Demi, so you sure you want us to talk about it? Like, and it's, they were like, no, yeah. And so that's what I was about to say, where if somebody was like, y'all totally fucked that up, that's not right. Mm-hmm. Or if there's something else that you want to add, there's some nuance we didn't catch, um, this is an excellent time for you to use, uh, if you're you know interacting with us on Twitter, or um, use the hashtag queer uh, WOC and jump in on the conversation. And again, yeah. just, just fill us in. You know, we try to, this is usually something um, this segment is a word, or something I feel like usually like pretty confident in talking about. So it's not um, just us. So the learning here is a two-way street. It's bi-directional. Bi- bi-directional, yes. yes. So. Mm, that just made me tingle. Because <laughs> you a word hoe. <laughs> a word harlot. Oh, sorry. Harlot. <laughs> you know what show never to watch with Nikita? Okay. Harlots. <laughs> it was a ridiculous show that we watched on Hulu. It was an incredible show. It doesn't matter. First of all. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so, I, can I ask you questions about demisexuality and maybe... You ask me? Yes. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not the expert. I know that. But maybe through our uh, conversation about it, uh-huh. people will also... It will shake loose some okay. questions for okay. listeners Touché. also. Okay, touche. I see what you're doing here. Yeah. Um, so, when I responded to the person that I don't identify as a demisexual... And then after, like, reading it, I was like, do I not? Did you have any feelings of that when you were reading about demisexuality that it kind of resonated with you? Oh, like 6,000%. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that, I don't know, I'm pretty sexual. Like, I get sexually aroused just Uh by looking at somebody. But I would never want to be around them if the vibe wasn't right. Right. You know? So it doesn't matter how cute you are if... Sure. Like, I can't have a conversation with you if I don't feel safe around you. I don't, like, none of the physical attraction matters. Right. 
I mean, I feel like when I think about, when I think about my, actually my dating and my like sexual history, it's like people that I like knew no. solidly. Yeah, for at least a year. And know solidly, yeah. I, th- I think it did resonate with me, but. You don't have one night stands or anything No, like that. never. Wow. Yeah. I, I mean, but this kind of, it's interesting because I feel like I've said this in other episodes. This is why I don't, this is why I don't use apps. This is why, yeah. like, I don't, I've never, there's a very, I feel like when we use the term dating, like, in a yeah. very particular kind of sense where it's like getting, like, I'm not really interested in, like, meeting somebody and then, like, further, like, getting to know them to see if something can happen. So how do you... It's like, I, like, you know, like, everybody, you know. This is friendship. Yes, people that I've already, like, cultivated, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like, a, you know, a deep and meaningful connection with. And then I'm like, okay, something springs from there. Mm -hmm. But, I like, I've never just been like, oh, look, I'm going to ask someone out on a date Mm -hmm. or that kind of thing. I have dated in the exact opposite way. Like, all of my relationships, (laughs) this exception of my last one, have come from... I see you across the room. I think you a baddie. You look at all of this. You know I'm bad. And we want to... <laughs> like, it's just, that's how it happens. It's like, we both approach each other knowing that we find each other attractive. Right. But we still want to get to know each other. So... No, I don't have any desire to do that. <laughs> I was just thinking, like... I think a lot of times I approach people as if they're already my friends. Like, I'm just... <gasps> I think yeah, that is so accurate about you. I just, I think that deeper relationships have come from that. Like, people have been like, you're just so cool. Um, but it's never been romantic ones. Mm. And so, this actually has me thinking about the episode that I did with Keish about Bay or Buddy. Like, how do you, where's the line? Like, how do you, I don't know. Like, how do you, what's the, 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 when does the scale tip when you're in a friendship and... It comes to, damn, I think I might actually have feelings for you. So with demisexuality, for example, like, how do you recognize that you start to feel that heat? Like, when does the intense closeness enough to tip it over to being sexual? Huh. And actually, Bag Ladies just did a segment on this, like, about, like, the hierarchy of friendships and romantic relationships. Uh But they talked really quickly about... Like, what's the difference, basically? What's the difference between a friendship and a romantic relationship or a sexual relationship? And it feels like sex is the only difference. But to me, that feels, like, weird. Like, But how does this square? But I guess it's, I was about to say, if this is on the A spectrum, but we already just established that Demi was halfway between. Right. Huh. I, I guess, I think it helps me understand it, knowing that, it's on the it's under the asexuality umbrella because it means that like not initially do you feel sexual attraction right. for someone. But I don't know. So like I was saying, all of my relationships have come from me looking across the room and being right. like, oh, oh. But I don't know if that's like sexual attraction or if it's like, I wanna get to know you. So I think we talked about this before too, but like squishes. So it's like, do oh. I really want to fuck you or do I just think that you're a cool looking person and I want right. to get to know you but I guess it, I feel like there's a how how do we draw the or make distinctions between like a sexual and attraction and like a romantic attraction because the only problem when you conceive that the difference uh-huh. is sex then you leave out romantic. like the romantic feelings exactly. that people feel for one another because I 
I know this about myself. Like I have, I know people that I would, I know that I've been attracted to people sexually intensely, um, but not wanted to spend a, a drop of time outside of sex with, with them like and be like, go away. Um, but for me, if I'm romantically, like if I just want to be around you all the time and want to snuggle and cuddle and skip through Thorndon Park with you, like I <laughs> also want to have sex with you. Like, so oh, do you get what right. I'm saying? Yeah, so like, yeah, I yeah, can yeah, have yeah. sexual attraction with no romantic attraction, but oh. I can't have romantic attraction without sexual attraction. I feel like I'm more of the latter. And I feel like there's people, I mean, I feel like I'm always, like, talking about, ooh, you know, a baddie or a daddy. But, like, the reality is that, like, I don't feel like an intense sexual attraction to them because I don't know them and I don't have any kind of rapport with them. So that's demisexuality. Perhaps. So it's like, you can can see that someone is obviously physically attractive but not be physically attracted to them because y'all know them. Right, exactly. yeah i get that yeah Mm -hmm. so what would community look like for demisexuals being included in queer queer spaces i mean isn't this like so this is i guess the first thing that it makes me think of is like i i didn't know this term existed until Mm -hmm. you know the listener brought it to our attention Mm -hmm. so so erasure would be the biggest thing in the community but I guess I hesitate. I hesitate, and if and if this is you know fucked up, I'm sure somebody will tell me. I hesitate to use the term erasure because I feel like there's something active about erasure, right? And it's that like, it's intentional, right? And I right. I just like I just I wasn't hip to this. Like I think that that happens with bisexuality all the time. So there, that's something that, different. That I people feel like are intentionally being like right. Fuck bisexual. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. So like like I said, this resonated with me, but I like mm-hmm. I'm not walking around. The world. Right. I, I don't move through the world uh-huh. identifying as such. Right, right. So, um, right. Which does not mean that it. Do, which which does not mean that it does not apply to me. Exactly. So I guess. So I, like I feel like I'm caught so, between. Uh, yeah. So like, this is so this is my rub all the time. Um, with I don't know if it's from being like a first generation college student, if it's whatever, but. There's there feels so so much to me like a language barrier between yeah, all of the communities exactly. that I'm attached to. So, do I think that there are a shitload of people out there who probably identify as queer? Sure, but do they use that terminology right. for it? Probably not. Right, right, right. Um, and so so yeah. So I I wonder if like if language becomes divisive in a way. Like, do you do mm. you do, does it keep you from being in community with people who actually have a lot in common with you right? because of the terminology. Sure, sure, sure. And so I, I think I definitely hear that and I feel that. But on on the other hand, it's like we know that, like, we know that, that Having, people do like to have, like, ways of, like, naming and, and understanding themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, but I don't think... So I don't know, but to your broader, you asked an, you asked a specific question earlier. Is like, how do we understand this in relation to like the broader queer mm-hmm. um, community? Um, because demisexuality in itself isn't queer. Is how I'm thinking about it. Well, I guess I should explain what I mean by queer. Then what I, when I'm talking right. about queer, I'm talking about marginalized and oppressed genders and sexualities. Um, and if you can be a heterosexual. 
asexual, or you can be a heterosexual, demisexual. It's not in itself queer. But isn't there, like, I feel like there's, like, big debates around whether, like, asexual or asexuality is within the broader queer umbrella? Um, For me, personally, I I don't feel like I'm, I don't have a vested um, interest in... You don't have a dog in that fight. Yeah, so I'm just, I feel like, broadly, it's like, come one, come all. I, I don't feel the need to police the boundaries of who can be or basically be a gatekeeper. Of what queer is yeah. and is not. Um, I I would love to say that I don't. But maybe there's some pain that I need to unpack around this. But in ways, I do feel like not everyone should be lumped into this queer box. Because, sure. because some folks experience, like, real shit out here. Right. <laughs> Does that make sense? So, like, I guess I'm just thinking about, like, having attended college in, like, an at-will state. And a lot mm-hmm. of states are still at will. So it's like, sure, you can get um, married uh, legally fed- like across the country now. Or you can transition. And in some ways, not all, like it's not full coverage, but in some ways you have like protection by the law for trans identities. But we can still fire you for that. Right. But where that I think other queer identities, not necessarily. So what you're saying about asexuality being like this debate of where, whether it's queer or not, like I don't like I hate to to get into the space of like comparing people's sure. like you know struggles, but it just feels to me that some folks like face very real repercussions because of their identities mm-hmm. that like other folks don't experience. So when you say real, are you saying like as you see it, there's no like structured and systematic oppression of people who are asexual. asexual. Yeah. I don't feel like I know enough like off the top of my head to say if that's true or not. I, I mean I can't think of like a concrete I can't think of a concrete example. Right. If anybody listening, I'm, I was about it. to yeah. say maybe there's stuff that we need to read yeah. or some videos we need to watch right. or some podcasts we need to listen to. Mm-hmm. Folks who identify as sure. ace, I would like to know. Sure. Um, and then I would also like to know if you're ace, do you identify as queer? Like, do you consider right. yourself a part of the queer community? Right. I mean, there's. I mean, again, like what we were talking about, the difference between because you can be asexual, but you can also be romantic so not have so have a particular orientation or relationship to sex but have a different or you could also have a queer so you desire. could be like pan romantic yeah and asexual yeah just like you could be demisexual and, and bisexual sure yeah I about to say, you are totally being someone's black auntie right now. Well, you know, if you like it, I love that's, it. That's basically what I was two I'm, steps from I'm that. I'm so done with you. But I'm just like, well then, you know, my, my monosexual, monoromantic ass feeling real basic right now. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> All right. So this week's topic, I wanted to talk about like body. For the listeners, we're both tenderly caressing our uh, sides. Yes. Um, But what brought this topic to mind for me was uh, that it's, you know, it's the beginning of the year. And it seems like all the time at the turn of the year, people 
are more aware about their bodies. Yeah. And have a lot of New Year's resolutions around... Changing, modifying, doing some, doing specific things to their bodies. Right. I was thinking about... Well, I always think about my body around, like, these New Year's resolutions times because I've, I'm a big girl and I've been a big girl my whole life. And so... I think before I was even conscious about my body, like other people were sure. conscious about my body. And so and let you know that they were conscious exactly, of your body. Exactly. Um, but I was thinking about that in relation to my queerness. And I think that the way I look and the shape of my body, my height, all those things factor into um, my, like how I'm received in, as a lesbian. Say more. Um... Um, so I think that the way I'm shaped informs how much my femininity is received or, does that make sense? What do you mean? Like. As opposed to. Um, so, okay. This is what I'm thinking. So for like a big girl to be considered like a bad bitch, she has to be high femme. Like super, super, super feminine. Right, right, Um, and I'm not that so much, you know. Right. I somebody called me low femme once. I was like, I'll take it, <laughs> you know. I'm like, um. And so a lot of times, I think people don't really read me as feminine because I'm big. And similarly, like people don't read me as like masculine because I'm big. Does that does that make sense? Is it it's like weird? I mean, I, and I also feel like something that you're like gesturing towards is also about um like body shapes because mm-hmm. it's like because um everybody you know says that you know well not everybody but a lot of people are like oh you know um you know I love plus size blah 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 but it's but, they, but it's yeah. it's in very specific kinds of right, dimensions. Right. They like they like um like Big the chest, basketball wise but waist. scaled up. You know, so you still can't yeah, have yeah, you yeah. still can't have no like back rows or um, fupa right, or right, like right. chub in the middle. Right. You still got to have like real big titties, small waist, and big ass. Yeah, exactly. And and like it's so funny because it sounds like we're describing like rappers types, but we're actually like this is what I also experienced dating women. Yeah, and so it it, it reminds me of um, Bettina Love's book. Hip Hop's Little Sister Speaks, and she has a, a chapter in there about the body. And she, in that chapter, she's talking, and she's talking to like teenage girls, right? Who like grew, sure. up, grew up with hip hop. And these girls were saying, like, even though we don't have the body, she better have the body, basically. Oh, so wow. And, and, and so I don't know why, but that chapter comes to my mind a lot in dating, because I'm like, people will dismiss me as even an option. Because of my body. Right. Like, because of the way right, I'm shaping right, stuff. So, right. it's like, I'm a, I'm a quote-unquote girl. I say girl. I love the word girl. Um, y'all can fight me about it. I love that word. Um, I'm a girl, but I'm a police the way this girl looks. Because I don't have a body, but she better have a body. Right, Does right, that, right. Yeah. So, it's like, really? <laughs> you, like, like, you demand a fat ass, but you don't have a fat ass. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Are you specifically saying like queer women? Yeah, that's what I do. Okay, but you I, just—I mean, I would date heterosexual women, Nikita. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to be clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't know if you meant like in the queer romantic sense or like 
just like women broadly, regardless of sexual orientation, policing each other's bodies. But you're talking about within the realm of like desire and desire. like and romantic yes. attraction. Yeah, because in friendships, attraction. I mean, in friendships, I think my friends, I, maybe I'm just surrounded by uh, a circle of incredible yeah. femmes and women. But That's true. We celebrate all of our bodies. Yeah, true. Like, Okay, I see that shirt. You better do it, right. bitch. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> ah, it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. <laughs> you know, we do that and and our our body shapes and sizes run the spectrum. Yeah, like true. We all, we all look so different. So in friendships, I see that affirmed. Okay. But there's something about yeah. the we haven't what did you say? Decolonized our desires. We haven't done that yet. Interesting. So yeah. Um I was about to say something. Do you see that there's a difference in response in terms of like the in terms of like gender presentation? What do you mean? Like, because I'm wondering, uh, like, I guess to, like, to be like crudely stereotypical, mm-hmm. like for a minute, is it like masculine of center uh, women, or is it like high, like high fems, low fems, or? <laughs> Shout out to the low fams, woo woo, AGs, or like, do, is um, do you think it runs the gamut or? Yeah, uh, uh, as far as like the way my the way, the particular way fat received. body is received, yeah. Um, no, I think it's pretty similar. Like, um, high high femme girls like high high femmes, yeah. Who like sort of conform to that? It's I don't know what it is about belly fat, but it's mostly belly fat. Like no belly fat. Like if as long you can be thick as shit as yeah. long as you don't have a belly. Yeah, that's and really so, it. And so it's like if I you, really think you're getting as that long something. as you don't have a belly, like you're like I don't know socially yeah. acceptable, whatever. But I see that with fems, with studs, with no labels, with right, like you know right. everybody. And also height. Like, height is a thing. Like, I'm... I think my awareness of my height took, like, a dip. And now it's, like, back peaked. So, when I was young... I've been the same height since, like, fourth grade. So, I was like... (laughs) Me too, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) On on different ends of the spectrum. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, make your point, please. Because I I know you're about to say something disrespectful. So, like, when I was in fourth grade, I was very aware that I was tall because I was, like, 5'9", 5'10". Yeah. And towering over everybody. Um, But now I'm also realizing that I'm tall. Like, I'm a tall woman. So, like, when we went out for New Year's, I had on these platform sneakers. And they were only two inches. But if I put on a two-inch heel, I'm six foot. Yeah. so, So... I'm just received, like, very... Like, I mean, I, and I, I feel like it's really, like... So, you're tall, um, and you're black, mm-hmm. and, like, you're not real thin. And I feel mm-hmm. like there's also this... There's this thing about, like, a, just a too-muchness. Oh, I feel like that always. Yeah. We were in a gay club that had a bedazzled mannequin... <laughs> I did. Oh my god! But I felt like I was too much for the space. <laughs> a bedazzled, slowly spinning mannequin. Wow. But you know, like, um, yeah. even I can't dance in peace. Yeah. Like it becomes like this public thing where I will be honest. Like mostly white gays. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's because of Syracuse. Yeah. But. They just feel like, oh, th- you're public. You're just like the bedazzled mannequin because <laughs> you're way too much. Yeah. Like, oh. 
You know, just right. like white girls in my face. Like, am yeah. I bothering you, bitch? You yes. know you're bothering yeah. me because you asked. Yeah. And it just feels like that. It makes me also think about like my hair. I love changing my hair yeah. color. I have a sneaking suspicion that if I were thinner, shorter, lighter, yeah. insert whatever here, that I wouldn't have such a... Oh my God, this hair color. What am yeah. I gonna do? I'm gonna walk into a space and everybody gonna be like, God damn, this big bitch with red hair. You know? <laughs> you know? It's like, I always feel that. Like, yeah. And sometimes it feels really good. Cause you, you said that I'm fashionable. I think I just take risks. Yeah, you do. Because yeah. I'm like, motherfuckers gonna look at me like this. If, even if Regardless. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I could wear a, a potato bag. <laughs> I know I can't fit in no damn potato. <laughs> but whatever, you know, and people would still like look at me in the same way. So I'm like, why yeah. not wear, you know, gold Gucci rainbow sneakers? <laughs> Something I just, I'm just, uh, as we're like describing you and as like, you know, I'm somebody who knows you. The thing that I just think about, like me and Seth used to say this, like folks just walking around here in open rebellion. And I feel like that's what you do. I just feel like you're like a person and a body that just refuses to be disciplined. And I just, I just have so much, I just have so much admiration you see for why, that. You see why you're my friend? What? Because I wanted to do this topic because I'm not going to lie. I was feeling like really gawked at and low about my body. Uh-huh. And... Now you sitting here talking about my body being in open rebellion, and I'm just like, that's right, bitch. <laughs> you better, you better take these fat rows. <laughs> this is open rebellion right here. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, and I think you're like you're a person again, and a body that people want to like, sh- you know, Silence. shrivel yes. and like just close in on mm-hmm. itself, and you just say no. Yeah, and I'm not, and like mm-hmm. it's. I think it's not just me, but, like, um, in true good friend uh, fashion, you know, our friends talk about you behind uh, your back. And one of the things that we say about you all the time is that you're just, like, you just don't take shit. And it's our it's our favorite thing. <laughs> so it's not just something I admire, but I know for a fact that our other friends admire you for it because we talk about it, like, I at least that. twice like, a week. I just, I just yeah. have really a deep, sincere admiration and appreciation. But what about you? Because I wonder a lot about... So, when I... I don't know. I love your grandpa's uh, chic swag. You're so funny. And you That's what you call that's it. That's what it is, yeah. It's like dapper, but like a 70s dapper. <laughs> 70s as in 70-year-old person. Not like, <laughs> not like a 1970s no! dapper. Uh. It's, it's honestly like the um, the father on the get-down. Well, of course, I'm that hip, so I'll watch that in five years. <laughs> it's it's so funny that How did you, you arrive at that. So I feel like I've talked about clothes on here mm-hmm. a lot, and um, just like a, it's a little bit of a segue, but it um, it really reveals a lot. So the thing that my mom and I just used to go just like at it about mm-hmm. the thing we've always. I mean, not. I mean, I'm grown now, so not mm-hmm. as much. Uh, but she's still, you know, she's black, so she's got opinions. <laughs> but the thing we've always just gone, like, toe-to-toe and head-to-head about is what how I dressed. Mm-hmm. And so just over the, like, so my birthday um, was over the break. It was on Christmas. It was on Christmas. She Jesus! So I'm going to say, move out the way, Jesus. Nikita is here. <laughs> 
And thank you for holding it down for two thousand years. Okay, but I got it. Now. I got it now. Pass the baton. Um, and so my mom was like, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I was like, "Just give me some joggers." And so she was like, "Oh, joggers, huh?" She was like, "So uh, she was like, you want them at the men's section or the women's section?" And that's big for my mom because, like, yeah. I mean, like I said, we've just gone like toe to toe about yeah. how I dress. And um, and so she was like. And I was like, I would prefer them out of, you know, what is classified as the men's section. <laughs> Come through. And so she was gender. like, and so she was like, can I ask you something? And anytime. Yeah. I was just, I wanted to be like, my phone is dead. <laughs> I got to go. But I was like, mom, I was just like, tell me what you want. I was like, just go ahead and ask it. And she was like, why do you like to wear men's clothes? And so like, I got annoyed and, because because she's black, mm-hmm. and I know that wasn't like tell me more yeah, about your me, that was like tell me more about your fashion sense, right that daughter. that wasn't <laughs> what that was right, um, and so and I said that that she's black not to say that you know black people are more queer phobic but it's about like tone and yeah, language yeah yeah and right right because I don't want nobody being you know ridiculous in our comments yeah fuck out of here with that right so I was like mom so I paused because I was annoyed and I was really. And again, she's black. So I thought about hanging up, but I knew better than to do that. So I was like, honestly, I was like, those are the clothes that just make me, I was like, they make me feel the most comfortable mm-hmm. and they represent who I am. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, all right. She, and so she's like, mm. she's like, I'm going to get them out the women's section. And I was like, After I was like, ex- whatever, mom. <laughs> and so of course I go home mm-hmm. and she pulls out the joggers. And they're, and they're from the men's section. Aww. Like, what's classified as men. Yeah. So, she's trying. But I, I say all that, like, I say all that to say, so, again, she is trying, and I've said this mm-hmm. before, but I remember even just being, like, when I used to hate shopping mm-hmm. so fucking much. And I realized, it's like, those clothes, and, like, I hated shopping because... I feel like I could never fit into anything, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. I'm, uh, you know, size 16, and I mm-hmm. was like, these clothes, I was like, they feel tight, they yeah. roll up, mm-hmm. they they crouch down, they yeah. slack down in places where yeah. they shouldn't, and I'm like, this feels fucking horrendous. Yeah. And, like, I like I really, I feel like I've never, like, really, like, talked about this a lot, but I feel like I've spent, like, a long time, I spent a long time hating my body. And then mm-hmm. I feel like when I finally got, when I started shopping for myself, and now a bi- you can't keep a bitch out of a store now, <laughs> right? And it's like, I love shopping. And it's like, when I started, like, putting on the though, clothes. You had, like, six bags of laundry, and your closet was still full. I literally, I'm so embarrassed to say that I did 13 loads of laundry <laughs> before the new year. But, but you still had a plethora of clean clothes. We're off task here. <laughs> and, and, like, and I just remember, like, I remember having this. I still have this realization, like, every now and then. Like, I'll put on pants or, I, like, I'll put on a shirt. I mean, being masculine presenting and, spe- you know, and being, like, a big person, that, like, brings up its own mm-hmm. other challenges. But I just felt, like, dramatically different. Mm-hmm. I just felt so much more comfortable being in, um, you know, the clothes that, you know, that we mm-hmm. currently identify as, you know, men's Men, clothes. Yeah. And, it like, it really did, like, wonders. Because I was, like, these clothes, I was, like, these clothes where I was shopping, like, they made like they made me feel like trash. Right, right. And so, and, I mean, again, like I said, it brings up another set of challenges. Um, so there's been like this kind of, um, there's been like, I think, um, I'm going to use a, a GRE word or an SAT word. There's been a sartorial shift in fashion 
So there's been, <coughs> excuse me, a shift where I feel like, because when I used to just like try on like men's clothes, they'd be like really baggy and they mm -hmm. wouldn't like fit well. But then there's been like this shift to have things like a little bit mm -hmm. more fitted. Mm -hmm. So like um, things like, so whereas like I would get like a certain size and they'd be big in the thighs yeah. or like they'd be like tight in the thighs or, and then they'd be like huge in like the, the shins, yeah. but like, because there's been like these shifts and, and again, like, I mean, how many times have you heard, especially dudes, but oh, well, you know, men dressing like women now and that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And it's like, that's actually been like really helpful for Hell, me yeah, yeah. as like, you uh -huh. know, a plus size or like a big, mm -hmm. like short stocky, like, yeah. you know, masculine. Presenting, I was thinking like, that all the, um. On both sides, I guess, the the clothing that are geared towards women and clothing that are geared towards men have both shifted to the kind of this, like, androgynous, yeah. like, gender bendy place. Right. I I felt like that touched on... I'm glad you got there because I, don't, I didn't know what I was trying to put words to before you started talking around, like, what you just said about hating your body until you started dressing masculine. Like, that sort of what I was touching on is like I don't I don't know if like I would have as much like hangups as I do about my body if they just made fucking clothes that I oh, want to wear yes, that yes. work cause they yes. always do some extra shit with some plus size clothes like I don't need a zipper there I don't need a, a lace up here like I just right. want to wear the fucking romper and if right. you just put it if you would just cut it I think a lot of times what what happens with, like, plus... And I hate the word plus size. I don't know why. Because it's my size. Right. Like, I didn't add anything to it. <laughs> it's just my size. And I'm not doing no algebra. And, and really no algorithm on my size. It's just my size. That's so if funny. If I... It just doesn't make sense to me that they would take a size 8 pattern and then just, like, double it or whatever they do right. to make, like, a size 16, 18, 20... When the bodies don't work the same, right, like right, like, right. Oh, like an eight ass and a, tw a twenty ass is very different. different. Sure. So don't like keep taking the same pattern and just adding two inches to it because then it's like, well, this is my size, but it's still uncomfortable. Right. It still doesn't fit. Right. Or like skinny jeans for big girls need to be cut differently. differently and I'm yeah. like, yeah, they fit, but my, my whole butt is hanging out because I have a big booty. Right. <laughs> like, I can't wear the skinny jeans that I want to wear. So, yeah. You just said something that, oh, I just, because you were like, as a, as I like change or like found those clothes, mm -hmm. um, like shifting to like a mask, like more masculine clothes, but I feel like it's like you're, I mean, you're nailing it. It's so much rooted in size and I don't think I like I thought about that until mm -hmm. like you know we were like oh what are we going to talk about and then I was like yeah. oh like this these things are like very much like connected mm -hmm. for me I was going to say on the flip side though I feel like something I follow like a lot of like dapper like queer folks on Instagram and I feel like there's this like dapper for I'm starting to realize that there's some that's oftentimes I see that like, you know, these dapper models are also like very thin. Yeah. And I feel like for a long time or for like a while sometimes yeah. I mean I still think about it like a little bit, whereas like dapper is like kind a of like a thin, boy skinny boy mm -hmm. thing. And it's like, well, that's not you know, you I'm not with these thirty not yeah. even thirty, these double D's, triple G's, whatever <laughs> I've got, ain't nothing. Well. And this belly and these thighs, <laughs> ain't, not, ain't no uh fucking skinny B O I here. <laughs> Um, so, 
Damn, I feel like I just wanted to shout out like some of the not skinny dapper boys that Who I is find. that fine? The one that's overseas right now or was overseas? Taikisha, you talking yes. about? Oh, Taikisha was actually a queer rock of the week a while back. Shout out. So her, I think her handle is Queen Dom, D O M. That's what it is. And oh my God. Like, you want to talk about somebody who can dress? That's like fashion goals. That's. I don't, that's not even goals, because I wouldn't even look that good if I bought the exact shit. <laughs> like, it's just so on point all the time. Like, even the, I'm just going to catch this flight real quick outfit is like, how? Right. But, yes, thank you for bringing up Taikisha. Hey, Taikisha. Hey. you know, she listens. Um, <laughs> uh, also, Van, who, uh, Van Bailey from uh, Brooklyn Boyhood, who's also... <sighs> Oof. The director at Miami's uh, LGBT Resource Center. That Miami sounds University. right. Yeah, University of Miami. Mm. Yes, dapper, not a real thin boi. Yes. Um. Also, I follow. She does him fashion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Who's like that's throwback. I think their name is Allison. I want to say. I don't know. It starts with an A. I think so. But I mean, probably one of the first blogs I ever followed on Tumblr. And they just con- continue to slay. And I love how they mix prints. Because you know I am like a pattern. A, a fanatic. <laughs> I love me some pattern stuff. Okay? And I love to mix patterns. I want to take more risk with that in 2018. You know, I've been, since like we've been hanging out more, I really feel like I just want to step out a little bit. <laughs> you, I, I, I think... I've seen more color. I tra- in your, so like- that's I made I made an intentional effort last year to buy more color because <laughs> I'm like a earth tone like grays mm-hmm. and like dark blues. But I was like I want to like pop with a little more color. Yeah. But back to she does him. I feel like such a nerd because they they're always wearing this NASA jacket. And I'm like, do they work for NASA? I'm really. This, there's <laughs> That's this what period, you're concerned about. There's this period. It doesn't. I can't get into the specifics or the details, but I was just like really interested in like space and NASA. And I say this like I'm like five years old and like I can actually have that could be like a real career trajectory for me. But I was just like really excited about like trying to do. It's, this is so unrelated, but I just saw that NASA jacket and I was like. My NASA dream is obviously not going to happen at the, you know, the ripe old age of 29, but she does him help me get a NASA jacket. That's really what I'm trying to say here. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, y'all um, throw some more like dapper, non-real, th- I don't know. like Yeah. Because I think when people have like really slender bodies. Like, when they just, like, throw on a tie, they're like, oh, they're dapper. Right, but, right, like, right, exactly. I don't know. Like, maybe not necessarily. So, throw it in the hashtag. Give us some suggestions. Please for do. dapper folks. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to leave out Babyface. Oh, my fucking God. Babyface. Babyface. Because <laughs> the cakes be sitting. Damn. <laughs> and they look so good. Oh, I love you, Babyface. Always, face. yes. Shout she, out to Babyface. She every time she comes through uh, Queer Walk on the Tumblr, like ruins my mentions. I have to turn them off because damn, just like everybody loves her. So well, our DMs will be dry, and everyone will be <laughs> in Babyface's DM. I wonder what Babyface DMs look like. And they're probably oh in shambles. 
Babyface has probably has a personal assistant <laughs> to, to go manage through the, DMs. the DMs. You know, I feel so much uh, happier than I thought I would after talking about bodies. Yeah, me too. Year. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right, so we're going to end with last but certainly not least our segment Curved, Curved Chronicles. Chronicles because Diedrich said he d- I think he said he had listened he was like y'all have not done Curved Chronicles in about two episodes <sighs> and you know why it's because money is tired of being curved so I have not put myself out there to be curved okay not friendship wise not, oh my god not sexy time wise not on any of the apps like I've just shut myself down and I don't want to feel for humans any more than I already feel for that's so dramatic it's not love is over I'm never gonna love again it's so dramatic <laughs> no it's really not it's it self-preservation is. okay is it self-preservation or is it a fear of being vulnerable and putting yourself out there oh look at that uh, I think that's my degree with Oh, <laughs> I'm the shit, one with the mental health counseling degree. Not you. Sorry, yeah, I'm not the one that has a subscription to the Family Therapy magazine. <laughs> no, like last week or something, everybody was jumping on my case about having a crush on Sid, and they were all analyzing me, and I had to just shut them down real quick and was like, "Oh, so everybody got a PhD <laughs> in family therapy, but me?" Huh? Okay, wow. <laughs> I'm just saying you project onto Sid and Brittany Griner because it's easier to do that than to open yourself up to the Why wonders. you got to bring up Brittany? Actually, I'm glad you did because that was partly why I wanted to talk about body too. Because when we went to brunch with um, Queen and Jay and the hoes and bag ladies, like that conversation about Brittany Griner, oh, I right, realized right, right. why I was so bothered by that. Like right. it wasn't even necessarily because like, Britney is fine sure, and sure, I have sure. a crush on her whatever but it was because one time when oh, I back right. in my heyday um, I was dating someone who was significantly smaller than me most of my partners have been because I like I said I'm tall and I'm big yeah. so statistically speaking if I date women they're going to be smaller than me um and we had an incident uh where we got into a fight and the neighbors called the police. And when the police got there, they immediately, like, threw me on the car, told me I needed to leave the apartment. That was your that apartment. It was my apartment. And I was defending myself. Like, and all, everyone who knew me, like, my neighbor didn't know, but everyone who knew me knew that this relationship was, like, very toxic and that this person was the aggressor. But because I was the bigger person, when the police showed up, it was like, you're the problem. Right. Right? And so they're like... You, you, you. And I was like, no, that's not it at all. And so I think, like, hearing oh, hearing right, that story right. about what happened, like, those years ago with Glory Johnson and Britney, like, that really hit a nerve for me. Sure, because sure. that, like, Britney was, like, vilified for it. Because she's the bigger person. Right. And also because she's masculine. She's masculine, sure. And the more well-known player because she's better. Flips hair. Uh, I don't know but, if that's <laughs> even relevant. Okay. <laughs> but... Yeah, it just hit a nerve for me of like, oh shit, that's why it hurt so much. Because right. that happened to me. Like, the cops just showed up and was like, this big bitch just jumped on this woman. Right, and I'm right, like, right. no, like, that's actually that's not That's actually what like the total reverse of exactly. what happened. 
So that I don't, I don't know. That was off topic. Where are we going? That's not part of my curved chronicle. That you curved Brittany Griner. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> I just I was unclear. Why are, you, why, are you, why are you trying to fuck up the history? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that did not happen. Okay, I just I I realized why I got in my feelings when Rob was talking. Right, about right, right. And they talked about it on their episode after yes. the brunch. Yeah, I guess I just it hit me right. that I was like, oh shit, I did. I was triggered. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Um, I don't have a specific curved chronicle. I just feel generally curved. <laughs> wow. Um, we spent New Year's together. This is my second New Year's even in a row with I was you. thinking that. It's like it's a Same tradition. Thing. Yeah. It's a tradition. Yeah. We've both times we've enjoyed cheap margaritas and <laughs> Okay. We we've got a we've got a tradition here. Yeah. I love it. I'm looking forward to 2019 then. Cheap margaritas. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. We, we actually walked into Margaritaville where like this band was performing. Brown skin band. Brown skin band. Which they're amazing. Yeah. And we saw like an older dyke. Yeah. And I was like. A good old bull dagger. Goals. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to be like. I'm so ready. That old gay auntie. I'm so ready. Oh, amazing. Um, but this this Kirk Chronicle is not about her. <laughs> wow, because <laughs> we left that. Who knows? Like who? Do you want to be curved by the older dyke? Did you curve? That would have really been a lot. <laughs> that would have been a quite a story. Yeah. No, she's goals. Hopefully, one day I'll reach that status. Yeah. Somebody would be like, "You seen that old bull dyke?" <laughs> yep. So yeah, so we spent New Year's Eve together and. There was a couple sitting to the right of us, even though you didn't notice them. Oh, right. And, you know, everybody was loved and kissed at midnight. And you just going to, okay. <laughs> gonna I mean, I, I don't. Speaking these vagaries. Yeah, because, you know, I'm trying to pr- protect the innocent. You act like we kidnapped somebody and we're holding them hostage. So basically, y'all, it's like, oh, wow, all of my folks are, like, coupled up. That's not true. That's really not true at all. Well, don't don't say at all. There's only one. And my, like, my close-knit friend group. Uh, yeah. So I was like, wow, ringing in another new year. Solo dola. Fun. Walking into the new year in open rebellion, refusing to be <laughs> what did I undisciplined. What did I say? Refusing I was, to be disciplined. Um, something available, whatever. I don't remember. Highly eligible. Highly eligible. That's me. I feel like you're just entirely too much for this city. It just, it does not, I feel like this city does not, um, it doesn't have the things that you need to like nurture you and nourish you. Yeah, I was thinking about leaving. I know, I, and I did. Did I call you or no? I think I accosted you when I saw that tweet. Yeah, you did. It's fine. <laughs> I can't tweet and and I was gonna. Well, say, block <laughs> me, bitch. Block me. <laughs> I might. You not because you be running up on me about my tweets. Because well, Lord forbid, I care about your black ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The club was, you know... Sad. It was 
tragedy. So <sighs> I did perform an illustrious pole dance. <laughs> illustrious wasn't the word I was thinking, but sure. I think if any of y'all caught the queer walk story, you that that was the club. <laughs> <laughs> Whose man's was that? <laughs> I my goal. <laughs> There was a dude, it's like a white dude, look like a motherfucking Republican. He had on he had in a, full a red business tie. suit at the club. <laughs> Mind you, this is a gay club. Like this yeah. is a this is a community bar. It was like all it was like a lot of middle aged white folks. So and many, they were just playing so all the early two thousand yes. jams. All the hits from the nine nine and What 2000s. is that? Ashanti song? Did they Ah baby? Oh yeah. So they play that. <laughs> they play that. They play Nelly. back. Oh my gosh. It was really atrocious. It was sad. And yeah. that's all the clubs ever are when I go out. Yeah. Or worse, it's nothing but techno. Oh yeah. That's so. why we don't go to the other there's this uh cesspit <laughs> in don't, Syracuse. Don't say their name. I'm not because I don't want them <laughs> I don't even want them to think that we were pretending to give them a shout out. <laughs> but it's garbage. Yeah. And so like I I don't know where I know there are queer women of color here. I just don't know where they are yeah, because they're, they're not, not at those places. Not at all. We shouldn't have been at those places, honestly. <laughs> I mean, but shit. What else you got to do, New yeah. Year's Eve? So nothing has been popping because I've really been like, meh. I'll pass. Yeah. And I think. Spending time in New York City doesn't make it better. It just yeah. makes it worse. Yeah. Because when then I you come there, back. Exactly. Sure. I always feel like I, I like come down off a high when I get back yeah. to Syracuse it's, it's from like, the city. It's, it's either coming down from a high or like waking up <laughs> from like a nightmare. You're just like, ah! <laughs> I I was not exaggerating when I was like, damn, like everybody's just so fun and everybody's just so... Everything, yeah. and then you come back here, and you're, <laughs> and you're, hello, 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 <laughs> or you're dancing with a man that looks like a Republican <laughs> at, the, at a sad, empty club. So, I guess <laughs> this is really weird, but I'm gonna share because it's Curved Chronicles. So I was in the gym, and I thought this person was <laughs> a stud. <laughs> Where is this going? So, you know, I was trying to pretend that <laughs> I could do stuff that I can't do. Like, <laughs> you try to, to bench press 600 pounds. Basically, my ass up here. Is <laughs> trying to do the electric slide on the treadmill. <laughs> I'm up here doing squats with, like, the weight. <laughs> and I'm like. This just hurts. But I, just, I just kept pushing because I thought it. I was like, oh, that stud is fine as shit. You about to pull a fucking hamstring. <laughs> it hurt my butt. Like, my butt muscles wow. were hurting. I guess I was squatting wrong. Wow. But I've never squat with weights in my life. But I was trying to show out. Well, they were not a stud. <laughs> <laughs> and now you just walk around with a hurt ass. This don't make no sense. I was really trying to show out. I thought it was whole, like, some dyke 
from wow. <laughs> one of these basketball teams in the area, and it clearly was it not. It was not. It was a young sir. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and I was like, huh. you're really pretty. And he was like, I know. So I'm sure he was queer. Because if you tell a man he's pretty, and his response uh, is, I know, exactly. But he was. He was just a really pretty guy. Right. And I really thought he was... A stud. A liver, he said, I know. He said, I know. With the shoulder. Oh, right. Yes, honey. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> maybe I'll catch him again. <laughs> and throw I'm your just, shoulder out I'm next time? Planet Fitness. No, I'm going to ask him to show me how to properly squat. Yeah. So my ass don't hurt. <laughs> that don't make no fucking sense. But, you know, you know, the girls, the girls, the not girls, the girls, right. the girls always be at the the gym. Always. Yeah. You know, here they got a, a whole separate mi- a gym for queer men. What? Yeah. Downtown. What? Yes, girl. How do they get? That's that patriarchy. How do they get their own gym? I don't know. We need our own gym. There, I know, like the New York City. I don't know if they're still around, but like there's some old, some older rather, uh, lesbian who I know. They said they used to have like women's only gyms in like the what? city. You know that would be teeming with dykes. Teeming. We we need to open up a dyke gym. Do we? I think <laughs> I think we should stick with the podcast. <laughs> we could we could tie it in somehow. A podcast gym? I think we should wrap it up here because you're clearly off the deep end. You're talking straight nonsense or queer nonsense. What will we call? We just need a name and they will come. Well, let's marinate on that. (laughs) Yo, I really think that would be a good idea. You can shit on it if you want. But when I'm a multi-millionaire opening up my eighth franchise of the Queer Walk weight room. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Don't try to jump in on season two of that. I won't. I won't. I'll organize the hell out of those workplaces. Let me find out you and their pandemic gym employees. Nope. Anything below a living wage. I would start people at seventeen twenty five. All right. Benefits. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I don't like the way if you they're full time. Okay. Well. <laughs> Prepare for the Queer Walk weight room to be March time. <laughs> anyway. I don't have benefits. I need to. If you're a multimillionaire with a franchise. Oh, of course. <laughs> then everybody will have benefits All and right. paid vacation days. Oh, great. All right. All right. So. Wrap it up then. Wrap it up then. <laughs> I really have to stop saying that. I love it. Um. Thank y'all for listening. What if I had a a Curve Chronicle? You don't. We're not going to do this. We're not going to pretend that you can commiserate with me. Okay? Maybe I wanted to share with the people why. Okay. I'm just saying. Go ahead. I don't have a Curve Chronicle. But, you know, I got a new boo. And I'm excited about that. So you got Curves, not Curved Chronicle. Okay. (laughs) Please wrap it up then. I'm excited for y'all. I think I am more outwardly giddy than either one of y'all combined. We're both neurotic and awkward. I know. That's why we won't have an orgy. You, that's so offensive. <laughs> we were just like mulling, marinating on the idea. Not like actually, but we were just like talking about it. Like, 
hypothetically about group sex. And Montanique was like, I wouldn't have no orgy with y'all. Y'all but too neurotic. Exactly. It, it, I wasn't saying it in any like negative way of rejecting either of you. And the way my petty is set up is that now I'm like, in 2018, the orgy has to happen. <laughs> but that's because I have Because I have to prove to you that I'm not neurotic. Do you, but in doing that, you're being neurotic. No, 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 no. You know, they, you know, bitches start doing dissertations and seeing clients. And they think they can diagnose everybody. I'm going to show you. Let's plan this orgy. You, on top. Take your shirt off. Leg 45 degrees. I'm like, this is boring. As Montanique leaves the room to go turn on Grey's Anatomy. Or her, or her newfound favorite, Bones. Why are you going to put me out here like that? Because it's garbage, and I don't know why you're watching Actually, these. Bones is a stellar show. What? Because all I do in my head is just blackwash the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I just pretend that everybody's black. Okay, how's that working out for you? Um, Some episodes are harder than others. That was not, that was really a rhetorical question. <laughs> My right. name is Temperance. Wrap it up, then. What? Wrap a, it up. That's a black-ass name. Okay. We're done. All right, y'all. Hit us up on everything. I love when you're very specific like that. <laughs> Hit us up on everything. Find us in these Tumblr streets at QueerRock.com. Hit us in the inbox for at QueerRockPod at gmail.com. Twitter. Instagram. At- Facebook. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we out there. Deuces. Deuces. Happy New Year. Oh, yeah. 2018. Woo-hoo.